Coming up, Disney fights against gambling in Florida. Universal Orlando works hard to ready the expansion for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And later on, we're going to have a full report on the newly reimagined Disney Magic. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 656 for the week of October 29th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Corey Martin, our very special guest from Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hey, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, back in the production nook, the Dreamettes, Dustin West, our producer, associate producers, Sean Thompson and Craig Williams. And uh, God, it's like, I feel, it feels like it's been like three months since I've been on the show. It's like been yeah. a while. Has it been that long? It feels like it. I know, probably not to you. I don't really care. Anyway, it's nice to be back. You really don't care whether I'm here or not. <laughs> it's like, were you gone? I didn't really notice. <laughs> um couple things in housekeeping. I uh, just want to remind everybody, we are going to be at the Delaware meet this weekend. And uh, that should be fun, flying into Philadelphia. Who's and, we? Uh, we is Craig, Sean, Dustin, myself, uh, Kathy, and Teresa. Cool. We'll all be there. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, also, because we just we haven't mentioned it in forever, want to remind everybody about the Welcome Center out in um, Cape Canaveral. It's the disboards.com Dreams Unlimited Travel Welcome Center. If you're uh, heading on a Disney cruise and you want to stop in and say hello to Teresa, Walter, um, whoever else might be there that day, uh, 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Cape Canaveral, Florida. Uh, coffee, soft drinks, Wi-Fi. Come hang out. Come Teresa say hello. Teresa gives massages too. I understand. No, that no, no, not anymore. We made we made it. <laughs> we we got a fine. We made it. I want to point out too. Dreams unlimited travel clients uh, get a gift. So if you're a client, make sure you mention that to Teresa, and she will give you something special for showing up. Yep. So just wanted to remind everybody. We haven't talked about the Welcome Center in a while. So just wanted to remind everybody. And. Uh, what else do we have in housekeeping? I want to mention Dizapalooza, if I could, real quick. We are getting ready for our big party, December 6th of this year. We've stopped taking reservations for that. Uh, those of you who have asked about transportation, we're starting to look into transportation from the party back to the resort. So uh, check the boards for that. We'll try to announce it here, but we'll see what we can work out so that you guys can get we back. Have over We have over 400 people joining us wow. for... Dizapalooza this year. Really excited about that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got some surprises planned. I expect 400 birthday gifts. <laughs> I, I just want to put a plug in for the t-shirts. We have Dizapalooza shirts that'll be open for a few more days to take take some orders. Um, the way it works is it's a pre-order, so you put in an order and then we'll have them printed uh, in the... <laughs> It, as soon as we get the order, and so the shirts will probably be ready around November fifteenth. So you can have you can either pick them up or have them shipped to your house. Okay, great. And yeah. you don't have to go to Dizzle Palooza to order the exactly. shirts. Exactly, they're open to everybody. Yeah, yeah. 
I have a couple. <laughs> Wait, keep that shot back there. Harry Wilson's having trouble with his leg. <laughs> it's really heavy, actually. Oh, Effie, we all got pain. Calm down. Oh, I knew that line was coming somewhere. <laughs> What were you saying, Kevin? We have a couple of spots open for our July backstage magic trip. There's been a little bit of a shuffle. Just a couple. We have room for a couple. Uh, we have room on our February trip. If you're looking to do one of the backstage magics, February is probably your only choice this year if you're looking to do it with us. But it's great because it's President's Week. Your kids are out of school. Come join us. And I would like to just send out our well wishes to Joshua. On the boards, he's Joshua underscore me from the west coast of Florida. And I just want him to know that we're all behind him. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. What else do we have for housekeeping? Nothing? Nothing. No. Really? Nothing else? Nothing. I just like moving my head back and forth. Okay. Well, that's good. Happy Halloween, everybody. Even though it's not Halloween right it's now. Our show before Halloween. Very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then over to you with the news, John. All right. Our first news story. Hogwarts Express hits the tracks at Universal Orlando. Last Thursday, Universal Orlando Resort released a photo of the Hogwarts Express locomotive being placed on the tracks that will connect its two theme parks. The train will enable guests to travel from Islands of Adventure's Wizarding World of Harry Potter to the new Diagon Alley expansion that's currently under construction at Universal Studios. Although Universal has yet to say how it will charge guests who plan to visit uh, both Wizarding Worlds is expected that the park will capitalize on the attraction by selling park hopper passes. In other words, if you want the full Harry Potter experience, you'll need to get a two-park pass. Universal's first Harry Potter attraction, which opened in June of 2010, drew more than two million visitors within the first year, and experts believe the Diagon Alley expansion has the potential to meet and maybe even surpass that original impact on Central Florida tourism. Well, interestingly enough, uh, I was over there uh, past couple of days. My niece and nephew were in town, and so we always like get a room for a couple of nights, and you know, let them go frolic around in the parks. A um, couple things I noticed: um, I was talking to a couple of cast members over there, all of whom said to me that um, the crowds that had been drawn in by Wizarding World had really tapered off. Um, it wasn't the it wasn't the juggernaut it was because I was really surprised when we went back there. That because the the park you know the park had people in it but it wasn't crowded by any means. I figured you know once we go back to Wizarding World, it was going to be jam packed. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. I mean we were, you know it was the least crowded I've ever seen it. Uh, now granted it's a Monday, you know in October, park closed at six o'clock, which was really weird. But um, it's <laughs> they need this expansion to happen, and you can see how fast they're putting it up, and it looks great. I mean. The only way, the only way this is going to pay off for them is exactly what you suggested in the story. They're going to have to sell a lot of two-park passes, uh, a, lot of, a lot of park hopper passes. And they will. They will. I think this will absolutely give them a needed injection. I'm really anxious to see how much they learned from the launch of Wizarding World when they opened this. Hopefully there have been some, you know, some best practices learned from that and they'll do things a little differently than they did with Wizarding World, but How much of the construction can you see? Can oh god, yeah, you, you see a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's just out there. Is the train going to go like back and forth? Is it going to go in a loop? How, how do you think yeah. it's going to work between the two parts? I don't think it's going to ba go backwards if that's I mean, It's going to go back and it's going like a round trip. You mean? It's going to be a round yeah. trip. I, well, it's going to have to be, right? 
I don't know. I'm, well, I'm curious. Like you said, John, I'm, I'm curious about the actual logistics of it, and they haven't announced what the uh, actual process will be, but I would imagine that if you're starting your day off at one of the parks and you just want to hop onto the train to go to the other portion of Harry Potter, at some point they're going to have to scan your ticket and make sure you have a park hopper. You know, so I'm curious as to, to how they do that and how that slows down the process or if they come up with a way to make it speedy and convenient. Or maybe they consider one big park from now on and just raise the price. That, so you're going to go well, between these two parks. Let's have one hundred and eighty dollar per day. Ticket I think they would love I think they would love an excuse to do that, but I don't think they would get away with it. I think you would price so many people out of the market that yeah. any benefit that they ended up getting from expanding Harry Potter is was going to be uh, taken away by the number of people that say, I just can't afford that. Can't afford I can't that. afford the, you know, they have to think about that because at the end of the day, their base price point is going to be compared to Disney's and to SeaWorld's. And if it's a, there's a big disparity, if Disney's saying it's $90 a day and SeaWorld's saying it's 180 or uh, did you Universal's to, saying it's 180 Did you go to both parks? Did you see the construction over in Oh, yeah. Oz oh, too? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very obvious. Wow. Very obvious. Very big. Um, it really looks. I'm really excited about it. I, I'm really excited. Very, very excited yeah. to see what they what they do with it. And uh, go back to that shot again. Okay, thanks. Um, I like it when Dustin's holding his head, his earpiece, like he's you know, like, like, right. a D, like he's a DJ. <laughs> no, one of the one, one of the uh, BGs. He started school in a worn torn dress. That's somebody threat. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say something else. After spending more time at Universal in the last month than I have in a while. Um, I feel really confident saying this out loud. Um, I think Universal employees are happier than Disney employees. Um, the difference in the personalities at Universal, you know, whether it's a concession stand or attraction hosts, or they just seem really happy and very engaged and very friendly. Last few times I've been over in the theme parks at, at Disney World. I just haven't seen that. It's very much like Universal used to be. We and I, I think it's really sad, but I mean, I honestly see that. I think they're happier at Universal and it comes across. We haven't been in a park in a long time. We were talking about this, but everybody who's here that we know and are going to parks are saying the parks are packed. The Disney parks are packed. So, I mean, it could be a function of that, that these people are just being worked, you know, crazy. I think it's a function of a lot of things. I think it's a function of how they've changed tra uh, traditions training. I think it's, uh, I think there's a lot less emphasis placed on customer service than there used to be. Um, and that's evident. I mean, you you know, I've seen things in Disney theme parks in the last few months that just shocked me in terms of what cast members are saying openly in front of guests, the kind of language that I've heard. And not that I'm being prudish or anything, I'm just saying that hearing it from a cast member is pretty shocking. And to have it happen twice in one night, you know, when I was there for the first uh, Halloween party. But... I don't know. It just it struck me yesterday, especially going around Islands of Adventure. These people are very happy. So, I mean, Craig, I mean, do you think it's a fair assessment or am I just seeing something? Yeah, I, I would absolutely say it's true. Um, it just goes a lot of it goes with their management style opportunities to move up, really getting recognition there. I, I never got that at Disney. Hmm. Um, I had like 19 managers in my area. And I think I only knew one of them. Wow. Universal, I had three. And I knew all of them personally. Do you think, do you think changing um, over, uh, with the ownership change over to Comcast, do you think that's had a, a positive impact on that? or? Um, 
I wasn't there long enough before it happened to yeah, but really you still know say, people that are oh, there. And honestly, since the day one that I worked there, I I always loved it. Um, a lot of that I really think had to do with Harry Potter coming in, changing it. It it started a trend where people were working at a theme park because they really loved the subject that it was on. Like you had to go through tests and stuff on Harry Potter to get picked just to work there. If but you it, didn't know anything about it, you couldn't get it. It started this really big trend there about caring about where you work. And whenever you care about where you work, it, it's going to show. Absolutely. And I think, I think, I, I think you're right. You, you certainly see that. You saw that with Harry Potter once yeah. it first opened. Um, but what I've noticed, I think that it's just the success of Harry Potter has brought, uh, I almost sense like a level of pride oh, to the rest of the, of the staff. And, and you can see that in their, you know, you can see that in their performance and their attitude. And I think that's, I think it's great. That, Do you think all the changes at Disney has caused stress on employees? I absolutely think. I think they are overworked. That's what I was well, going I was, for. I was, I was thinking where do you think they're taking crap from guests about Absol- this fast pass thing? Um, I think they're taking, I think they take crap from guests about everything. Um, I think they probably take more crap than any other frontline service job. I mean, when you're in a place that busy. I would agree. You also, Disney fans are um, wildly entitled. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but some of them are wildly entitled. Yeah. <laughs> wildly. Yes. Yes, I agree. So I agree. No, I, look, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that there's... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on frontline cast members. <laughs> I'm coming down on management for creating either the environment or the lack of training or the lack of legacy training that they need to have a better sense of where they are and what they're doing. Um, so a lot of them do. A lot of them do. I don't want to paint all cast members with a broad brush here. Most of them are phenomenal. I'm just noticing more and more apathy and less excitement. And, you know, and I can understand that. I can understand that because of some of the things that are changing and uh, the amount of stress that they're under. Um, so I take nothing, uh, none of that away from them. Craig, I, does, does I just Universal think, pay I just think, more? I apologize for interrupting you. Does, does Universal pay more for entry level than Disney? Honestly, I don't know that because I did the college program, so I made bare minimum uh, going into it. Um, I I got by at Universal just fine, so I'd assume it was on the same level as Disney's. Um, I think they actually raised theirs whenever Disney raised theirs a couple of years ago just to match it. So, um, yeah, I, I would say they, they're pretty much level on it. I'm sorry, I don't know more details. That's, That's all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. cry. That's all right. You are really one resource for this. Uh, it's, <laughs> to go to you. It, like I already said, it, Universal cast members, whenever Harry Potter came in, everything changed. All the different rides, attractions were trying to one-up because everyone at Harry Potter knew that they were doing something better, something different. Right. So then it set this trend that, you know, even if you're working over at Kid Zone, Curious George, like, all that, all the, all the bad areas, you know, you're still going to take a bigger sense of pride. The bad areas. The bad areas. Oh, sorry. Whoa. My bad. Uh, yeah, you just, you know, you're going to want to be better and try to compete with the best attractions out there. And Universal has that going on. When Transformers opened, it, that same trend happened again where people wanted to be the best. They wanted to go to Transformers. Right. And it's just going to keep happening as they keep opening new things because they don't, they're not settling with their new attractions. They're trying to take it up a notch. Oh, they are definitely one. bringing their A game. Yeah. No question. Oh, they are. No question about it. You can, there are plenty of places to uh, criticize Universal on any number of issues, but you've got to give them, whatever else you think of them, you've got to give them credit. The amount of effort and money they're pumping into expanding and growing their parks is pretty, uh, 
pretty amazing. <laughs> so certainly give them that. All right. Well, thanks for that, Craig. Thank you for that, John. What's your next story? All right. Our next second news story. Gambling debate entangles Disney in Florida. For the second time in two years, Florida state lawmakers are preparing to decide whether Las Vegas-style resort casinos should be allowed to open in Florida, a move that Disney hopes to thwart yet again. Disney, a powerhouse in Florida because of its financial might and its sway over the tourism industry, has long led the fight against the expansion of casinos in the state, arguing successfully that gambling tarnishes Florida's coveted family-friendly brand. But with so many various forms of gambling throughout the country, Disney is finding that keeping a constant growing entertainment conglomerate completely removed from gambling is far more challenging than it used to be. For example, Spider-Man, one of the stable of Marvel superheroes that the Walt Disney Company acquired in 2009, continues to appear on slot machines, internet slot games, and state lottery tickets. These same lottery tickets have also featured Iron Man and the Avengers. Asked whether Disney's ties to the gambling industry through Marvel undercut its position on casino gambling, a Marvel spokeswoman said that le- said last week that the company planned to shed its connection to slot machines when the various licensing agreements expire. Last Saturday, the spokeswoman added that Marvel had signed its last slot machine deal two years ago. Spider-Man, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and others will begin to appear will begin to disappear from casinos and internet gaming sites over the next, quote, few years, the spokeswoman said. Disney also faces a similar issue with its $4 billion acquisition of Lucasfilms last year. Star Wars characters have been featured in Disney parks for years, are also widely used in slot machines. On Thursday, a Disney spokeswoman said that said the decision not to renew Lucasfilm and Marvel licensing agreements once they expire have been made recently. It had not previously been made public. In the years since Disney's acquisition of Marvel, gambling opponents and the company's critics, including those seeking to open Vegas-style casinos in Florida, have accused Disney of being disingenuous in its campaign against casinos as new slot machines rolled out. Its competitors argue that Disney fears competition more than gambling. A spokesman for Walt Disney World, Andrea M. Finger, said it could take several years for policies to to align after two corporations merged. Always a complex endeavor. But she said Disney's commitment to keeping Vegas-style resorts out of the state was unwavering. Quote, we oppose the legalization of soap. Oh, I lost my script. So the bottom line is that Disney's saying that they don't want to have casinos in Florida. I think that's a bunch of crap. Well, yeah. Aren't there look, already casinos in Florida, though? Well, There's one 45 minutes from Disney. <laughs> well, well okay. that's, a, that's a Seminole tribe. Right, so that's right. a, that's I a, see. What we're talking yeah. about here is not uh, uh, not necessarily an expansion of uh, Indian reservation gambling mm-hmm. or Native American gambling uh, establishments. We're talking about establishing, you know, actual ca- casino gotcha. resorts. And, you know, the article's correct that this has absolutely nothing to do with preserving the family-friendly yeah. nature of Orlando. Because I'm sure when the rest of America thinks of Florida, they think, ooh, family-friendly. We're not in the news for any kind of crazy, right? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> but, you know, Disney knows that, um, that, that this would be a massive draw to the vast majority or a number of people that come to their, their resort. Many years ago, um, Jim Phillips followed this news story and Florida was very close to legalizing gambling 
very close to having legalized casino gambling. And shortly, just before that happened, Disney built uh, the contemporary um, convention center. Yes. Convention center. They built the one at the B or Yacht Club. They've built several convention areas. They built one at um, Coronado Springs. All of this happened around the time. And what happened was it was really thought in this area, Disney's just getting rid of the ad casinos. They built space. Now, they've always said, no, this is supposed to be for uh, conventions. However, it happened right at the same time. So it was very peculiar. Well, look, this I'm, I'm convinced that if gambling ever comes to this state, it is going to be over Disney's... Uh, I think they're going to pull out every stop they have to prevent it. Um, you know, you bring up convention space. Uh, one of the reasons, one of the other economic reasons they don't want casinos in Orlando is because you give conventions an option of where you'd like to have your convention, Disney World or the casino right next door. They're going to go to the casino. I know I would. Um, Conventions aside, you give middle-aged women from Canada the option. <laughs> and I can tell you, uh, with the draw, of, it's, it's all about competition. It is. Because it is. there is no way, because what the casinos are doing, um, not only are they bringing people in and gambling, but once you're gambling, they're offering comp stays, they're offering you things to you know get you back. So oh, if you're coming to Orlando... And you're also going to talk about, you know, casinos can afford free rooms, can afford $69 a night for rooms, can afford to comp food because they have a different source of revenue. So, you know, that's going to definitely impact, stop putting your hair in my shot. That's definitely <laughs> going to impact, you know, who can afford to come here and where they're going to stay. I just want to go, I have a little different spin on this story, and I don't know if I'm being a Pollyanna about it. You are. But I think, <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes you are. But I think that, I think it's Admiral, that Admiral, Admirable <laughs> that they are saying no more licensing of uh, these characters for casinos, no more licensing of them for uh, um, you know lottery tickets. I think that if that's true and what they're saying is true, I think I give Disney credit for more closely aligning these brands with Disney. I I agree. philosophies. I agree. Um, I think that. You know, them doing it is just to not look like hypocrites. Right. I think they look at what the licensing of those things bring in. I, it's probably not significant compared to other sources of revenue that Marvel and and uh, Lucasfilm has. Right. Um, but I'm going to tell you something else, though. If they do legalize gambling in Florida and the competition gets heavy enough, guess what? They'll figure out a way. They'll figure out a way. Disney doesn't sell gum on property, and is that because it, it <laughs> doesn't create a family atmosphere? Do you think it's because they don't want to clean gum off crap? They don't want to clean the gum, so, absolutely. I, mean, I, I think you can say whatever you want. I don't think this is to uphold the wholesomeness no, of No, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. Has if none. they did that, Disney would kind of clean up the areas around. Right. I was just going to say, you know, how many strip clubs are within, you know, 10 miles yeah. of Disney property and in any direction? So featured casino. Princess Leia. Those are the ones I go to. <laughs> Well, that's because you're a Star Wars nerd. I am. There is a casino, a Vegas-style casino with a hotel and restaurants and all the gaming you can imagine, 45 minutes from Disney. And has that affected the wholesomeness of well, Disney? Well, you know, fighting that would be a lot different. 
because of the. Well, they're not. They're not fighting because you know, they don't. Well, they can't. The they chickens. could. Well, they couldn't because I mean that's a whole different ball of wax when we're talking about the you know Americans. independent nations of of Native Americans. Um, now Disney's getting into something it probably couldn't fight. Um, but when we talk about just legalizing it in general, I'm telling you they are going to pull out all the stops to prevent it because they know they know if it happens eventually they're going to have to to compete they're going to have to integrate it i don't know how they would do it I don't slot know how machines they in the food courts <laughs> but if it you does imagine. happen watch how fast disney rene- renews those sleeping beauty slot machines yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly all right, and our next final news story. <laughs> New musical of Walt Disney World's life now playing at UCLA's Freud Playhouse. Dean McClure is seeing his dream come true, much like his hero Walt Disney. His new musical, When You Wish, The Story of Walt Disney, is making its world premiere at UCLA's Freud Playhouse. With a cast of 20 and an on-stage, on-stage orchestra, the story takes Disney from a young boy in Kansas focuses on his relationships with his brother Roy and culminates with the opening of Disneyland. McClure, a folk singer-songwriter who had only recently started writing screenplays, was inspired by a trip to the Magic Kingdom. His daughter's dream was to dance in a Disneyland parade, and and when she was in college, that dream came true. Standing on the park's main street, as his daughter daughter passed by, he heard a voice say, why hasn't someone done a Broadway musical on the life of Walt Disney? So he spent the next 18 months researching Disney's life, writing the book and lyrics and composing the initial if six he was, songs. I'm sorry, if he was hearing voices, he might have wanted to go like seek help, but okay. Uh, In what became a lengthy and challenging pursuit, McClure was, quote, blessed to have Roy E. Disney, only son of Walt's brother, Roy O. Disney, as a creative guide. After a friend introduced him to Walt Disney's former personal attorney, who then helped him contact Roy. The two met several times to talk about the story, particularly valuable to McClure, since Roy E. was the only family member who worked with both his father and uncle. Um, He also got the blessing of Walt's daughter, Diane Disney Miller, who also developed and now runs the Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Um, more about the story, about how he went on to, you know, sort of create the whole thing. Um, another longtime resident of the area, Richard Sherman, who was with the late brother, uh, with, it, with his late brother, Robert, were known as the boys and wrote some of the most enduring music for Disney films and attractions, came to a workshop and termed the musical, quote, the kind he and his brother would have written. Um, performances will go through, will be through November 3rd, Wednesdays through Thursdays, and... Um, Wednesdays through Fridays, John. Wednesdays through Fridays <laughs> at 8 p.m., and Saturdays at 2 and 8 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. All right. If somebody goes and sees this, I'd really love to hear what you think. You know, I think that if they could bring a good musical about Walt and Roy to Broadway, that would be awesome. This, hey, they made a musical about Ava Perone. Yeah. Worst things, funny, funnier things have happened. Um, the fact that they've got Roy's, they had Roy's blessing, they had his daughter's blessing, um, I think that says something about it. So, And that Richard Sherman... Chimed in and thought it was really good. Yeah. So I mean, I think that this is, it might be more than just you know, somebody's pet project. It might actually turn into a Broadway production. Well, I mean, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like it's a full on. This is a full on production. This doesn't sound like somebody doing this in their backyard. Um, 
you know, I think they've got to, you know, like anything before anything goes to Broadway, they have to uh, work out kinks and, you know, do all sorts of stuff to it. But, you know, good luck to it. I hope it. And if anybody out there sees this, I'd really love to know what you thought of it. I'd also wonder if the music's out there, if it's out there for, you know, someone can get it online or something. Mm-hmm. Interesting to hear the stories, okay. the songs. All right. all right. That'll do it for the news. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And we will start with John. Excellent. Uh, Walt Disney Company is going to build the world's largest Disney store in Shanghai, China. Very excited about this. <laughs> Slated to open in early 2015, the first Disney store ever in mainland China will be the largest ever at 53,000 square feet. It's going to be located in Shanghai's financial hub and will feature a state-of-the-art Disney store, retail and retail space, and a Disney-themed outdoor plaza. And I understand they're going to have the uh, the sweatshop right in back. <laughs> oh, God. Making the, the children will make, will sew the things and then put them on the on It'll themselves. be a bunch of merchandise made in the USA. Cut it up, cut up the middleman. <laughs> it's a sweatshop after all. And I'm in there with so music. Yes, they went there. <laughs> Now everyone sing along with that. It's a sweatshop after all. I don't understand it. it, it it's a world of bobbins, a world of thread. Isn't China communist? Are they, aren't they, are they allowed to have stores? <laughs> buy things? This is kind of like the Disney Costco. <laughs> what is the China Costco kind of BJ's? I didn't think they were allowed to buy things. Doesn't the government give give them like their uniforms? Uh, Well, Tracy, you come from a communist country. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't want emails from the Canadians. I love Canada. I love Canadians. I'm just joking. It's just me. They don't like. (laughs) We know you're not communist. You have pavement. Although there are people in this country who think you are. I'm not one of them. It'd be funny if there are merchandise that made in America. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be great. Well, right. The sweatshop behind the place is all full of American children. <laughs> it's full of American children. <laughs> Left behind by their parents. All right. Well, all right. Th- thank you, John. <laughs> I usually um, get this. <laughs> <laughs> I, did receive, um, I did receive a text from Teresa not too long ago letting me know that it, it, it is National Cat Day. What the crap? So this is, <laughs> this is some kind of high holy day for her. Yeah, all eight of her cats can celebrate. Yeah. Did you give her off? Yeah, she's Excuse a, me? Is it a holiday? I was just going to say, this could go bad. <laughs> Did you give her the day off? I know what I said. That very fast. He said that very fast. And I Better wasn't sure what he said. They'll change our rating. Come on, I barely like acknowledging Teresa when she's on the show. Do <clears throat> when she's off the show? Jeez. All right, thank you for that, John. Kevin. I'm going back to Broadway. Uh, with... Uh, Jungle Book and Aladdin in previews all over the well one's in Toronto and one's in Massachusetts we now learn that they are doing a development lab for Hunchback of Notre Dame Uh, the good news is it's uh, a score by composer Alan Menken and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz Mm. So those are some big names yeah they're going to do a short run and it's January 6th through the 7th and they're going to see how it goes and this could be Broadway bound very exciting. It is very exciting. I think the story and the music lends to a Broadway play. It's one of my favorites. Hunchback was always one of, one of my favorites. Well, it, we, they found that, you know, some of them translate really well and some of them don't. Yeah. Um, you know. Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, with the blow up vines. I don't know. This um, has actually been a musical for a while. It's just been in Germany. It hasn't. It's never right. been in English. Is that why this photo says the Glockenvon? The original. That yeah, version yeah. was by James Lapine, who did Sunday in the Park with George and Into the Woods. He usually works with Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim, I was going to say. This is a new version. Um, it, it's an entire different book and score. But I think it's nice that they saw that it was popular and then they decided to redo so it for American audiences. So it's not the German ver- it's not it's the not German the James version Lepine being version, okay. no. no. In the German version, the hunchback takes over Poland. <laughs> it was very different. She goes to Warsaw Disneyland. What? She goes to Warsaw Disneyland. Oh my god. Oh I'm actually going to see a lot next weekend. It's opening in Toronto well, this weekend. I thought you were saying you were going to take over Poland. No, no, no. I'm taking over Poland. Not this week. That's next week. Uh, I'm going to see Aladdin this weekend. It opens November 1st in Toronto. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, you have more? No. Oh, okay. That's enough. I think one's enough. <laughs> the one about gambling in Florida was mine, but John stole it. He did. It was too juicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tracy. Year and a half of work has ended, and the Alani expansion is complete. The result is two new guest towers, updated water features, pool area, dining, and shopping area. I'm actually going to Alani in February, so I'll get to see it firsthand. Awesome. Really excited. You are really going excited to return. To love She's it. Oh, that's right. You were yeah, there with us. We were there, and uh, just since we've been, all we th- think about is how we're going to get back. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When we were there, because uh, we were there not too long after Very it early on. And. Where where they have come with that place, you're going to be mm. blown away. I'm telling you, it is perfection. It is perfection from the minute you arrive to the minute you leave. Every experience you're going to have in between is just, yeah. it's flawless. It's really so we well We have run. nine nights, nine nights this time. Last time we were in for a quick four or five nights. Right. So nine nights. We are going to one night skip over to the Big Island. Uh, oh, good. And uh, spend a night there. And uh, really looking forward I to it. I highly recommend the renting of a car oh, and we just are. driving the island. We already convertible. Have. Yeah. Get a convertible. <laughs> I don't want to mess my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should explain the mark on the front. It's a, she's got I the, the jersey version of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's fine. What did he say? She has the JFK version. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my too God. soon? Too soon? That, did too I cross soon. the line? Uh, 50 years is too soon? I don't get that reference. He's JFK. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Oh, thank you very much for yes. that, Tracy. Let's oh go God. ahead and move on to Corey. We, we have okay. just we have just moved on. Oh, man. Moving on now. Corey. Uh, there's something new coming to Festival of the Masters this year. It's called Mixer, Mixers and Masters. There will be specialty cocktails um, offered at several dining locations, plus the art of mixology. Cocktail demonstrations will take place three times daily at the Waterside stage. Cocktails will include... Things like the Caveman Painter's Punch from T-Rex Cafe, Picasso Punch from Paradiso 37, the Pinkberry Martini from Wolfgang Puck, the Blue Nile from Rainforest Cafe, Sangria from Fulton's Crab House, uh, Stregarita from, Porto, from Portobello, Huckleberry Lemonade at Splitsville, and Pineapple Mojito at Bongo's. Fat, so, drunk, and stupid. And There's no way to go through life, sir. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> the people not listening with their headphones didn't hear that. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. He played a drop-in. I played a drop-in. Notice how all of Corey's segments and uh, it's all about alcohol. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all about alcohol. It's all about art. It's, all about it's art. the yeah. art of mixology. And the alcohol that yeah. surrounds it. Yeah. The alcohol is just secondary. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Corey. Uh, Maxine. Dustin, 
Maxine doesn't have one. Um, Maxine. <laughs> Jonathan. All right. Uh, the Jungle Cruise at both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Park will be transforming into the Jingle Cruise this holiday season. Beginning in early November, the attraction will receive a new storyline just for the holidays. According to Disney Parks blog, the skippers have grown homesick for the holidays, so they've added holiday cheer to the Jungle Cruise queue, boathouse, and with decorations um, that have been mailed from, from their house. Um, there will be new jokes, new holiday-themed names for the boats, and even a holiday-themed radio broadcast playing in the background. I love Christmas, and I love Jungle Cruise, but my initial thought is this is going to be extremely tacky. <laughs> Well, it's Jungle Cruise. Yeah. It should be. It's Jungle Cruise. It should, it should be should corny be. and tacky I just, and fun. I don't know. It seems seems weird. Well, I know when you as soon as you said the Jingle Cruise, it reminded me of uh, Mickey's Jam and Jingle Parade yeah. or Jingle Jungle Jingle Parade. Jungle Parade. Oh my gosh! I when I worked at Animal Kingdom, I had to listen to that through Christmas, and literally every other lyric in that song of the parade is Jingle 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 Jungle Parade Jingle Jingle Jingle. And so it just reminded me of that. Can you do the dance I, from I'm it? I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah, sing it again. Sing it again. Jingle Jingle up. Jingle. For the backup dancers, isn't it? Do you think this is the Walt Disney World's entrance into uh, doing other attractions? I hope so. For yeah, yeah. I, think I would so hope too. that they bring the the classic ones from Disneyland, like the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and, and even even Small World. I don't know. It's just it sounds to me like a group of people were just in a room somewhere and someone made the made the joke Jingle Cruise instead of Jungle Cruise and then they built it off of that let's like, flesh that out <laughs> well, that would be nice it takes Christmas back into the park because Christmas kind of ends yeah at Main Street at Main Street yeah agreed unless yeah. you're at Disneyland we'll in which case they do more to integrate it throughout the park that's always been a pet peeve of mine but we'll see we'll see we'll give it a we'll give it a fair shot before we judge it thank you for that Sean Craig uh, so last week on Wednesday, the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa opened up to people who want to stay there. I Absolutely guess. gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah, people unwilling to open stay up to <laughs> people that I don't, don't know, mosquitoes and vermin. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, people that don't want to stay there aren't forced to. Um, <laughs> That's park wide, <laughs> unlike the other Disney resorts. Right? Uh, I, I wasn't interested in staying there. Uh, I wasn't really given the option, but I wasn't interested. But after seeing it, it was it was, was, was approached from an entirely different angle. <laughs> I like how he still has his tag. That's like, like, going, to Angel, that's like going up to Angelina Jolie and saying, "I don't want to date you anyway." <laughs> I no, one the option. Asked, no one ever asked me to. But uh, Sean and I went over there, and he took pictures. I did a video for it that's on our YouTube channel. Um, but they they were amazing. We got to see the uh, the studio, one bedroom, and the grand villa, and they're they're nice. Yeah, the- <laughs> I mean, now this is a good news story, right? Uh, this is yeah. good news. Yeah. That it- oh, I, I'm just talking like the oh, people. Oh, okay, would. that is your good news face. I got it. <laughs> this is All of a sudden, he's from my news. I'm speaking for the people. <laughs> Look down. <laughs> it, it's actually beautiful. It's, it's all Mary Poppins themed. It, and it's, looked, you know. it looked absolutely stunning. Yeah, I, this is a quote from Craig, actually. I don't know. He should say it himself. But he, he, it's like they took the design and decor and theme of Grand Floridian, oh, but updated it. Are you the, are you his official spokesperson? <laughs> well, he's and not. He's yeah. one, apparently. He just translates. He's the agent for the people. He's translating from Craig to English. You said that before. So they yeah. took the, the theme and decor but then I, moved it up they modernized it. Yeah. he's just repeating well, Craig's words with more personality <laughs> <laughs> well Craig builds well, barricades more no. 
Uh, whenever we were um, doing the Monstrous Summer press coverage, we had the chance to stay in Grand Floridian for one night, and I absolutely hated everything about it. I thought it was like going to, I thought it was like going to Grandma's house, um, except it. However, dreams clients, please know Grand Floridian is wonderful. Very nice. Craig does not speak for all the people. Right. I, I speak for myself, um, but. <laughs> He's the Lorax now. I, I am. I'm Danny DeVito. Speaks for the trees. <laughs> I just, I, I, I have no interest in staying at Grand Floridian, but I would love to stay in the villas. I, I, they blew me away. I think on that note, we should end it right there before he continues that. Good talk, Craig. I also hate cruises. <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> oh my lord! Great. If he uses oh. the word proletariat, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> or bourgeois. Bourgeois. Oh, he does wow. have Russell Crowe's hat on, though. <laughs> he does <laughs> very Russell Crowe. He does look a little Captain Crunch. <laughs> oh boy. You okay? Uh, is everything all right? Am I okay? Am I okay? Yeah. <laughs> Try to adjust, sorry. Oh, His God. weave is crooked. Oh <laughs> what is happening? The weave's coming loose. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay. Wow, this show has just completely gotten away from us, hasn't it? We have to wrap this up. This this sucker is tight. No, we, we've... I, my glasses are all over the place. I can't get my glasses on. Um, why are we so punchy today? Not it's sure. Halloween. It's Halloween. We're all hopped up on sugar. We all have on a hat that's way too tight. <laughs> <laughs> it's really warm in here. It's very warm in here. I know we weren't supposed to make it, but my eyes are starting to bulge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're we got we got like 19 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Craig, tell us about the grand flirting. <laughs> we love that story. I, I I will tell you stories. Of whatever you would like to hear. <laughs> he will regale us. I'm, he will. I'm kind of a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very Stephen Wright. You can't have everything. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, comedy. What well, a story. All right, all right Harry he's Chapin. The, he's the Mark Twain of the group, apparently. <laughs> no, he's the, he's the Bob Dylan. That's right. Oh, gosh. He's our Bob Dylan. I'm on If I want to have some fun, get the Bob Dylan Christmas album. Please. It's more fun than you should have in one day. <laughs> okay. No more good can come from this show. Uh, I think I think we'll uh, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Take a little break and uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the newly reimagined Disney Magic. I am so excited to hear about this. I mean, what we've seen from the pictures in the video, it looks amazing what they did. So very excited to hear what your experiences were on board. That's coming up next for those watching live. Everybody else, we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us. And remember, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.